Welcome to the We Will Get Through This podcast. This is a podcast born out of our online mental health resource where you can find yoga practices, guided meditations, articles, and psychoeducational talks. For more information, please go to wewillgetthroughthis.org. Everybody, it's Dr. Evelyn here with you um, for your weekly mind body moment. I am, you know, as always, so pleased to be here with you and looking forward to diving into some fun science and philosophy. And really, the point of this is to help you see the connection between your mind and body in a different way and have a chance to explore and do some thought experiments that can hopefully help you disrupt some of the thought patterns that you've been having so that you can feel better and um, experience, you know, different, different thought patterns and emotions. Um, again, I'm Dr. Evelyn Mosley and I am a chiropractor in the Bay Area out in California. Um, my practice is called Eudaimonia Chiropractic, and um, it is all focused on having a really healthy nervous system, which is a foundation for everything else we do in our health. And you'll hear me talk about that in every mind-body moment. If you look, listen back through uh, different episodes, if you're listening on the podcast, if you're watching on the YouTube channel, whatever it is, um, the nervous system is the physical connection between our mind and body, right? When we think about our mind, we think about our brain, <clears throat> that's nervous system tissue. <laughs> and when we think about what runs and coordinates our body, that is also nervous system tissue. Um, and so really chiropractors focus on creating that foundation of a healthy nervous system so that everything else in our body can work how it's designed to, and we can be healthy and we can have balance, etc. So that is me. Again, I would love for you to, uh, keep in touch with me, uh, follow me on Instagram, follow me on my Facebook page, Dr. Evelyn Mosley, DC, and Instagram, same name, at Dr. Ev DC, um, or subscribe to my newsletter on my website, eudaimoniachiropractic.com. Um, I'm producing different content, not only on We Will Get Through This, but on my own platforms too. So if you enjoy this, don't be a stranger. All right, that is enough intro for the day. Let me get my notes out so that I can make sure that I stay on this planet and not right off into Jupiter where I like to go sometimes when I get, uh, you know, heady into uh, different topics. Okay, great. So today's video is receptivity leads to reality. And so we're going to take a little journey uh, through what happens when we are receiving information and how our bodies receive information. So receptivity is just exactly that. How is your body able to receive um, 
and what creates clear signals, and then also what uh, what signals are your life's <laughs> what signals is your life uh, set to pay more attention to? Okay, we'll get into that in the second step. I'll try not to move ahead, but it's also interrelated. Okay, so we all know that we are receiving information from our environment all the time, right? And even more than we know, right? You've probably heard, well, when you're sleeping, it's not that you can't hear. You're still hearing it. You're just not, you know, processing it. It's not kind of coming to the forefront of your awareness. Um, and there is so much that we hear. Maybe you've seen, and same thing with our visual. We are, you know, we're taking in so many visual stimuli that more than we know what to do with. Um, again, with all of our senses, and that includes our sense, our sixth sense, which I've talked about in other videos, which is that proprioceptive sense. So the senses from our own body um, of where we are in space and how we're able to move and um, what the what the state and angle of our of our joints are. So we're getting all of this information from all of our six senses and more, more than you even think. Not only are we smelling, you know, the food on the street around us, we're smelling other people's pheromones. Um, and not only are we getting visual cues like, ah, there's a stop sign, I should probably stop. We're getting visual cues by other people's body language and, you know, other things like that. So we're, we're receiving so much. We're receiving so much. Um, however, there is a, you know, what are, what makes something a clear signal versus a blurry signal? What makes it so that, what, how do we know whether, you know, if we're seeing something, we're really looking at it or uh, it's maybe distorted because we're looking at it through a dirty window. How certain can we be of the things that we're perceiving or that we're seeing, right? And we also know from a lot of experience, experiments, especially in, um, you know, in justice and in courtroom cases, they've said that like the accuracy <laughs> of eyewitnesses is like so bad, like humans will say that they saw a thing <laughs> and like 50% of the time they're missing a detail or it's wrong or there's a ton of suggestibility that can go into what we're actually receiving. So this is where it gets to come into play a little bit like nebulous. I'm trying to talk about receiving first. But then that leads us to our... Um, yeah, so our ability to receive information. So one of the things that you want to start here, if you have a messed up sense of reception, where honestly, honestly on a physical level, um, when you touch something, it doesn't feel the same on both sides. Maybe you're experiencing like numbness, tingling in your body. Um, oh, I see this all the time in my office where someone walks in and they're like, I'm like, okay, go ahead and stand in a nice neutral posture. And they stand up and their neck is like this. And 
I take a picture of all my patients on the first visit and I show them like, did you think that your head was on top of your shoulders? Because it wasn't. And they're like, oh my gosh, whoa, this is the middle? Like, what? That's that proprioception being off. That's that initial framework of our receptivity being a little bit off kilter. So it's important to have a healthy nervous system and a clear nervous system so that we are actually getting as accurate as possible a receptivity and high quality information coming in. Okay, I'm getting to the point of why this is important, so just stay with me. So then the next thing that leads us to our perception, right? I hinted at that a lot. We have heard different cases where... Um, you know, perception is what we realize and how we organize and prioritize the information that we're receiving, right? Receptivity is like the, the data, and then perception is the how we're going to read and organize the data, right? So it, it, it's when we give it meaning in our life. And we, we also know that... Um, we, our bodies have a really fun way of filling in the gaps for things that we are either not receiving or that we're receiving, uh, that it doesn't, that it decides are not important, right? So we've all heard, or, you know, the example is that when someone loses one of their senses, say someone goes blind, their hearing will accentuate and they will fill in a lot of the gaps with of their receptivity with their other senses. Another more nuanced example is when people are partially blind, they will fill in parts of their visual field with something else. <laughs> it's been well documented. I had a great aunt who was just this darling woman that was blind in a quarter of her vision and at the bottom, bottom right-hand corner of all of her vision of all time she just had a bouquet of flowers like <laughs> chilling in the corner and it was always there because her mind just filled in the part that she couldn't see and it works in the opposite way too right we all know that visually in our field we can see our own nose but we don't see our nose <laughs> because that would be annoying and our brain has decided that being able to see your nose is completely irrelevant. Well, when we look down at our nose, the what we are in fact seeing is imaginary. Our brain is filling in the space with, you know, congru with information based on what we're looking around. Like, I'm sitting at a table right now. If I look down where my nose should be, I see a table. Um, because that's what's on either side of my nose. But honestly, you can have something right under your nose and not see it, and that is the expression, right, comes from. So we know that we, we when we, when our brain goes through this and decides what's important and what's not, um, it has the capacity to totally make stuff up and just fill stuff in there. Right? And we can use this to our advantage, okay? I'm getting there, I promise. <laughs> um, so, 
we another reason why we really want our receptors to be firing also on all cylinders is that the more that we're not seeing, the more that we're filling in, right? And the more that we are seeing that our body doesn't decides or our mind decides isn't important, um, the more blind we are to it. And that's with this, all of the senses, right? So what do you get to tune into? What frequency do you get to, what determines what you get to see and experience? What, what determines what you get to perceive, right? And this is where mindset and where we have a lot of control, which is really cool. So one thing is setting an intention um, is one way where we can consciously tune our brain into what kinds of things we want it to start to bring to the surface for us, right? It's almost like setting up an experiment and being like, these are the data points that are going to be relevant to this experiment. Please show me those data points. And you can actually set up your life so that all of the data points that you're getting in relate to whatever it is that you're trying to work on. The example of why humans have developed this capacity is for, you know, basic survival, right? If you have just... Um, you know, if you're just, you've just brought in a, a food meal and you're sitting around the cave and you are, um, you know, skinning your, <laughs> your rabbit that you just caught in a trap, um, you know, you don't need to be tuned into all of the sounds of the wild animals, all of the tracks around the ground, all of the slight movement in the trees. Um, because you're focusing on skinning this animal and getting it cooked and making sure that it doesn't have disease or whatever. So when you're on the hunt, though, and you have an intention to go out and kill something and have something to eat, then you are going to be a lot more tuned into okay, what is the movement in the forest? What are the tracks on the ground? What are the sounds that I'm hearing that sound like they could be animals? Um, what are the, you know, what am I smelling? Am I smelling any fresh, uh, fresh, you know, track or scat or whatever? You can tune yourself in completely to a goal or an intention. And that helps bring things to the forefront. So we can do this in our daily lives. We can start to want to notice or intend on um, on something, and then the evidence just builds up for the, for that thing to be happening, right? This is like how manifestation works, and how we can really—it's not that you're you're creating it out of thin air. You're literally pulling all the data that's related to that being true and bringing it to the surface. Okay, then you know that ends up that another way that you could say creating an intention is creating like a vision or an awareness or a, um, a focus, you know? So if we just have you have, let me, you know, say comment if this has ever happened to you. 
I'm from a small town, so maybe this had happened to me a lot more. <laughs> when I was, like, <clears throat> in high school and, you know, I would – my friend got a, a new car. Not a new car, of course. It would be, like, they got to start driving this old car, <laughs> whatever it was. Um, then I would start to see that type of car all over town because I'm starting to think, oh, is that my friend? Is that my friend? Right? I never noticed that type of car before. Maybe it's just like a Toyota Corolla, like no very common car. I'd never particularly noticed it until I thought it was relevant information. Oh, that's my friend, right? Until it had meaning for me, I never noticed it. But they were always there, right? Not a horde of Toyota Corollas did not just suddenly move to Happy Bay to, uh, you know, take over the streets, right? So that's the same thing. When we can tune in to what we would like to see and what we're trying to build evidence for, then we start to see that. And we can use this in a positive way, right? We... Uh, we can start seeing signs and hearing about things when we're when we're just tuned in. Um, so so just think about what kind of things you want to be noticing, what kinds of things you'd like to be perceiving. Say it's people that are being su having success right now, or say it's um, you know health healthy people and opportunities to be healthy. Or say it's, you know, yeah, like, that's a great one. I'll elaborate on that for a second. You know, some people are like, uh, it's just so hard to keep up with my diet because the temptation is everywhere, right? And by eliminating certain foods, they then only notice those foods, right? <laughs> so having a, a diet where you're focused on, okay, let's have you eat this kind of stuff, not focusing on eliminating stuff, then you're more likely to notice, oh, look, that there's carrots here, or there's, you know, whatever it is that I can eat here and here and here, or, oh, this recipe looks good and it uses this vegetables, like, I'll make that, right? It shifts the focus where we're not just, whatever we <laughs> decide to name as a thing, that we want to look out for, that will show up for us. Okay, this then leads to our reality, right? So the big uh, finale at the end of the, the story is that um, now we, we have a reality of what is around us, right? So if we are someone who has clear receptivity, we're getting all the signals, and we've tuned our awareness into what we think is important to perceive, which is the abundance of everything around us, then we're gonna start feeling like we live in an abundant world, right? That, that Going back to that ancient hunting example, if we are tuned in, our receptors are good, we have great hearing, we have great vision, we have great uh, sense of the forest, um, we're really tuned in, and we're looking for that meal, um, we probably will start seeing signs of life and animals around us all over the place. And that would give us a sense that there's plenty of animals out there. 
And that would give us a sense that all we have to do is stick at it for a few hours and bam, we will get our meal. And we don't have fear. We don't have the fear of scarcity. We're, we're just like, oh, this is just going to take patience because look at all this evidence that's stacked up. If I went out into the forest, <laughs> who has never hunted a thing in, its, in my life, um, and I don't know what I'm hearing. Uh, I'm hearing all these kinds of sounds. I don't know what to tune into. I don't know what to look for. Uh, I just see trees and I hear sounds and I don't know whether it's the wind and I'm like scared because I don't know how to use the you know, bow and arrow that I have. Um, I might be overwhelmed by the things that I'm sensing. I might not even be sensing the right things. My sense of smell, my sense of hearing might not be attuned to like the forest level. And then I don't even know what I'm trying to look for. So I'm just overstimulated by all of this rando information from the forest. I might be like, I haven't seen a single animal. There, I don't think there's anything here for me to eat. And my reality would be that this forest is scarce. There's not enough to eat. I'm going to starve. And I might start feeling like, Things are bad. I got to figure something else out, right? So this is how that chain kind of comes in. So I want to, like I said in the beginning, bring this to your awareness because this is just a new way of thinking about what our experience is. Our reality is flexible, right? And that's a beautiful thing. We can always shift our reality. <laughs> we can always shift our reality. Circumstantially, things happen at a level of fact. There is a fact that we are going through a global pandemic. It's a fact that there are, you know, acres and acres and acres of wildfires coming through the West Coast and doing some serious damage. That is a fact, a circumstantial fact. But there is a truth that is greater than fact, that is, I can get through this. We can get through this. I can, what can I do to help the cause? What can I do to not contribute to making this any worse? What can I do to help keep myself calm, keep myself, um, you know, in a state of accurate awareness so that I don't contribute to the panic around the problem. Um, you know, you can always decide. There is always a truth that's greater than fact that you have a deciding factor over. And if you can't just will yourself to have truth greater than fact, then start with these steps that I gave you to interface this on every level that it's happening, right? Receptivity. We can change our receptivity by practicing subtle, subtle practices, right? Like I said, chiropractic physically helps with receptivity in our nervous system, helps even the playing field, um, you know, helps tone our system into being a really receptive organism, sends the signals to our brain in the to the right part of our brain that helps us um, coordinate perception with that information. 
So that's all great things. Um, but other things you can do are like just practice listening. Practice listening for 10 minutes every day outside. Just practice with those senses. Practice feeling, right? In chiropractic school, this was something that I'd never thought about doing. But now I have really sensitive hands and I can feel a lot. Um, and I can feel with my whole body and my whole being. And that was something that I had to cultivate. So you can cultivate that. Um, you know, you can cultivate any of your senses to be more. Um, so receptivity. And then creating a focus or creating something that you want to put your attention on. Something hopefully positive. Then you will start to see the data and build the evidence towards that exact thing. And we can do this every day. We can set an intention every single morning and decide what kinds of info and data we want to come to the surface that day. And the more that we feel in control of this, the better it feels because when we're in our default mode of fight or flight or um, survival mode, our body's just gonna decide what it thinks we need to see that's relevant for our survival, right? It's gonna see all the threats. It's gonna see all the danger. And that's not really our reality. We, we can hijack this here. We can decide that we don't need to focus on, you know, all the things that could come and get us right now. We're gonna live through the day. We would like to focus on uh, seeing things that are opportunities for us to move past for example. And then that creates our reality, right? When we start to focus on all the things that are opportunities for us, we start to see all the opportunities and we we can determine that life is full of opportunities and that we are greater than our circumstances and that we will indeed get through this. So, so use this multi-level um, <laughs> approach <laughs> to really get yourself into a place that feels like you are not only receiving, you're not just focusing on the negative things you're receiving, you're receiving this very, very stimulating world and all that it has to offer. And you're giving things equal merit and weight. And, um, and then, you know, and then always realize that if you have a negative thought or you notice something that's negative, there is just as much data to support the positive um, out there around you. And you can decide to focus on that too, or take both and, you know, take that as you will, but don't just accept one side of anything as, as the reality or the truth. Okay. Wow, that was a lot of words. <laughs> I just mumbled it out there. I had a lot to share with y'all in about a 30-minute slot that I use here. Um, but I hope that that helps you, and I hope that you play with this, and let me know if you need a different example or if something didn't land. I'd love to explain it further. Again, you can find me at Dr. Ev Evelyn Mosley, DC, on Facebook at Dr. Ev DC on Instagram. And then my website is Eudaimonia Chiropractic. And I have a newsletter. Um, and again, the reason that I'm asking for follows and um, to stay in touch these 
these last two videos is because I am really pregnant <laughs> and uh, and so I'm not going to always be on the We Will Get Through This channel as regularly as I have been, but I still will be putting content out there for you guys. Okay, take care everybody and I will hopefully be joining you next week uh, for another Mind Body Moment. Thank you for listening to the We Will Get Through This podcast. All of our mental health resources are free of charge and our podcast is entirely ad-free. And we would like to keep it that way. And we could use your help. Please consider becoming a Patreon by going to patreon.com slash WWGTT.